Go ahead, Leish. Oh, hey. Oh, God. This is Leish. <laughs> I'm Christina. That's Christy. She's freaking wearing glasses. I guess she's trying to be all classy or business-like or something. I'm Christina. I'm wearing glasses you look really because good I'm. In the glasses, though, thank you. Yeah. But why are you being a bitch about it? Because you were like, and have a seat on my couch, and we will begin our session. Literally, I never said. <laughs> That's exactly what you anything. said. Anything. Like, you're like, I'm Leisha. I'll be your. Because first of all, they're the Mama, blue light glasses. Um. Also, I they are a little bit prescription because I have a prescription. I said they look pretty, and you sound and like I a think, counter. That's all. No, because you were like, she's trying to be all business. Like, no, you are being all business. I thought the glasses may have brought that on to your... Have a seat on my couch and let's discuss the next... Is this the... Um, this is what I exude? Yes. A therapist? Yeah. When I Especially when you said... Hi. Hi. Hello. Hello. How are you doing you today? Like to today? This is Laisha Powers with Destination... Shitty pod. <laughs> Whatever. Destination therapy pod. <laughs> see? Did you see it? Maybe. Yeah, you're right. I felt it. All That's right. why I kept going. That's good. So, Christina and I have been running lines. We've been practicing. <clears throat> all that, as you'd heard just now, it sounded like it was real. We wrote all that down. No, we did not hear it yet. So, what's going on? With your life. Oh, you know, um, I think that we're a couple of days from the new year after uh, when this is going to be out. No way. Yeah, so happy new year, people. Merry Christmas. Like happy all the holidays. Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. Yeah, all that stuff. I think that 2022 is going to be a really a secret thing. 2022 is going to be a wonderful I year. So, I, I don't think. I'm very oh, yeah. sure. I mean, I'm sure as well. I've actually thought that I was started beginning to think of it. There'd be, I don't know when that was. Not probably many years ago did I start thinking about 2022. But anyway, whenever I did think of it in the past, I thought of it fondly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm psychic, and all my psychic friends agree. That's going to be a good year? Yeah. Okay. So I'm not the only one? No. Okay. Um, the so, world is abuzz with positivity right now. Yes. And so I'm sure that our trip home will have been good. We have, we've been there now, which is weird for me. But so I'm sure uh, that, Yeah, we're back from Georgia. So we're probably warm and excited about it. It was probably very cold. Yeah, so we we're probably very happy to be home. are happy to be home and we don't need to go back for quite some time. No, and we're getting ready for we'll be getting ready for weddings. So we lots have of weddings. A, a we have Year's Brittany and, and Brittany. Brittany and Brittany are getting married. That'll be fun. We hope. Yo. <laughs> we hope. Oh. <laughs> I thought you said that'll be fun, yo. And so Leisha and I are always trying to find ideas. We, we've ran out of ideas, as, or not really, but we think we have. And so we have to really... Yeah, well, so, we don't have any help. So Yeah, no, we don't. Thank not from you. you people, not from anyone. Our audience, not from... Our moms apparently get, got it. We know you're listening. So mom bought a speaker for the house, for her house. So, that every, so okay. So we Gary and her decided you. to listen to our podcast the other day. She needed to catch up. And I guess they bought a speaker for the house. But Gary thought it was funny. In fact, I made Gary on my own spit out his drink the other day. I felt very um, 
successful. I think it's pretty easy to make Walter laugh. I don't think so. Anyway. Um, anyway. So Alicia always texts me anyway when we're thinking just randomly. So today, or the other day, she decided that we should do Who Can Beat Who on the craziest wedding. Yeah, but what I want to do first, I want to do a quick shout out to our listeners that are listening. We have... Um, it looks like we have a new listener in Arkansas. Oh, wow. Hi, Arkansas. Hey, Arkansas. Welcome. <laughs> Georgia's not doing very well, and yeah, that's our is. home state. That's yeah. pretty sad. Florida, we love you. Ohio, Oregon. Tell me about the Virgin Islands. Um, <laughs> hang that. on a second. Sorry. California, Washington, D.C., oh. and Pennsylvania, and some other places that are unknown. Um... And then I wanted to shout out Canada, too, because Ontario, we love you. (laughs) We know there's at least one of you, possibly two, that listen every um, week or whenever we we decide to post. Um, And a lot of – we've actually had a lot of listeners in the lower – Canadian provinces from uh, British Columbia, Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, and Ontario. Wow. So we love you, Canada. We love you, um, all the other countries too, but Canada and the U.S. right now are killing it. <laughs> so if you want us to shout out your country, Listen. start listening. <laughs> and if you want us to shout out your name, just Simply go on Facebook or go to our email, yes. Destination Wedding Pod, and hello at destinationweddingpod.com. Screw that. What about you, Virgin Islands? Did you tell me that? Oh, let me go back. We know Shawnee started listening, so she should have been added. That's true. Okay. Hang on. Up. Okay. <laughs> One. Oh. <laughs> and the, well, that was just in the past week. Oh, okay. So the statistics that we were just talking about was only this past oh, week. Okay. Because I knew we had other countries too, but we'll, we'll try that again next time. Sure. Okay. So yeah, we're going to try to outdo each other with horrible wedding stories this, this week. Um, I think you have 10, right? Uh-huh. Well, I only have eight, so you can go first. Okay. So, this story says, When I was 13, my cousin got married, and my brother was in charge of photography and video for the day. At some point, my brother gave me the camcorder and told me to take the video. I was unknowingly recording myself. (laughs) When myself and another cousin were talking about girls at the wedding, as one walked by, I said, I would fuck that girl in the fucking ass. Oh, shit. One week later, the whole entire family decided to watch the video of the wedding, and oh, I've never felt so embarrassed in my life. No. My family occasionally likes to ask, hey, you going to fuck that girl in the fucking ass whenever I bring a new girl around? <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. That is terrible. <laughs> uh, Brad and her mom got into a fist fight in the church parking lot. Oh, no. The priest tried to break him up, and the mom punched him. The reception was in the basement of the church. No food other than the cake, no music or anything. Oh, no. The bride and groom never showed up. People sat there awkwardly for several (laughs) hours waiting for them to show before they decided to go home. Wow. That's hilarious. (laughs) 
So for the bouquet toss, a middle-aged guy forced his middle-aged girlfriend out into the floor, then stood by her so she couldn't leave. The bouquet was caught by an excited little girl. The guy proceeded to yank the bouquet out of the (laughs) little girl's hand, gave it to his middle-aged girlfriend, then ran off the floor cheering loudly to high-five one of his buddies. The little girl ran away crying. That's horrible. (laughs) What kind of person? Uh, He wanted to really get married. I mean, all you got to do is get a ring, bud. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Or go buy her some flowers. (laughs) Shit. You're trying too hard. Wait. Um, I, this one's going to be really long, so strap in. Okay. This is my longest one. I was surprised to be asked to be a witness to Bob and Jen's wedding. They were going to hold a non-traditional Saturday evening ceremony in a beautiful converted barn in the countryside and rented out a nearby communal bunkhouse for a dozen or so friends to stay and party in for a long weekend. Sounds great. The issue started with the date they picked, late January, right between Christmas and next payday when everybody is skint. (laughs) Plus, northern weather in the middle of winter didn't sound promising. I should mention that at the time, I was working an entry-level position at a tech startup company to support myself so didn't have a lot of disposable income as it was. They had planned and organized everything badly themselves (laughs) and... And we're asking each of us for expenses on the accommodations and activities on top of food, a wedding gift, a new outfit. Plus, they live a four-hour train journey away from me, so I had to pay over a thousand pounds just for travel there and back. That's about $130 because I don't drive. I did this all by choice, of course, but I came to regret it. I also had a lot of issues setting boundaries back then i couldn't get the time off work so i had to take all my luggage to the office and catch the train on friday afternoon during rush hour to make the party of course we had a bunch of delays at various stopovers so i was tired and late and was supposed to text bob when i arrived at the station so someone could pick me up and take me to the bunkhouse which was a further 30 minute drive away I'd been updating him along the way, but now nobody was answering my messages or calls, so after waiting for a long while, I ended up getting a taxi to drive me around the remote countryside in the pitch black with no phone signal, desperately trying to locate this random little farmhouse with only a postcode and a vague description. Wow. We eventually found it, and after rinsing my pockets even more, paying the taxi driver, I met Bob inside and found out no one else could get phone signal or Wi-Fi there. They had sent out a search party hoping to find me at the train station a while ago and had to send out a second one just to get the first lot back because there was no (laughs) way of communicating with them. Once all of us were present and accounted for, it was past 1 a.m. and everyone was ready to go to bed, so there wasn't much party left to be had anyway. The next morning was the day of the ceremony, and we'd all had a terrible night's sleep in the communal military-style bunks. (laughs) Except the bride and groom who had their own separate shack. The weather was cold, wet, and windy, and the bathrooms were in a separate outhouse, so everyone had to take turns running outside to use the shared toilet and shower cubicles and get dressed in whatever private corner they could. That sounds horrible. horrible. It wasn't the best start to the day, more like a school army camp than a wedding. (laughs) Bob and Jen had booked us in to play laser tag at 9 a.m. So everyone, why would we play laser tag on the day of the wedding? I'm not sure. 
So everyone had to be up early enough to drive for 45 minutes into the city, run around in a hot, smoke-filled room for an hour, then go for lunch before driving back to the bunk to get ready for the ceremony. Except Bob and Jen needed me and their other witness, Mike, at the registry office. Which they'd booked to do that same afternoon. So myself, Bob, and Mike were to drive to Bob and Jen's apartment and get changed whilst Jen went to the salon to get her hair and makeup done. The morning was so hectic that most of us, myself included, missed breakfast and nobody had thought to book ahead for a group of 10 plus people at the only restaurant where Bob could safely eat due to complex food allergies. So Mike and I ended up paying for our food only to wait upwards of 40 minutes and barely take a few bites before Bob was harassing us to hurry up and leave. So at this point, I had nothing to eat all day. We were supposed to pick Jim up in an hour and all drive to the registry office together. So Mike and I were hoping we could have a quick shower after sweating it out in laser tag and I'd have a window to do my hair and makeup. However, Bob suddenly starts freaking out that he can't find the wedding rings. Oh, no. He can't get a hold of Jen, and we turn the apartment upside down looking, so he thinks he must have left him at the bunk, and since we can't call anyone there, the only thing to do is drive back ourselves. After throwing ourselves in the car, unshowered, half-dressed, and speeding and swerving through traffic, almost getting killed several times, (laughs) the rings were still nowhere to be found. We've got to be with the bride. Yeah. By the time we made it back to the city to pick up Jen, Bob was so frantic he couldn't park, so he yelled at me to get out and go grab her. I find Jen in the salon in tears, thinking that Bob has stood her up because we were over an hour late and she couldn't get a hold of us. Holy shit. When we get back to the car, Bob breaks the news that he can't find the rings, and Jen just pulls them out of her bag to our relief and frustration. (laughs) We finally arrived late at the registry office and pulled up to the entrance. Lo and behold, it was closed. Mike and I got out to investigate, and sure enough, the doors were locked, lights out, nobody in sight. While we were figuring out what to do or who to call, Jen abruptly stormed out of the car, and Bob drove off after her, (laughs) leaving us standing there panicking for 10 minutes before he came running around the corner yelling at us to go around the building because we were in the wrong entrance. (laughs) Oh, go ahead. Once we got inside, we were all disheveled from the wind and rain, Jen having a mental breakdown, and Bob entirely dissociating, trying to finish some felt craft tuxedo he bought with him in a plastic bag to put on a stuffed animal who was acting as the ring bear. Oh my god. Jesus age. The registry signing was unsurprisingly awkward. None of us was in the mood to be there at that point, and we still hadn't even done the big ceremony with all the family and friends. We made the 45-minute drive back to the barn and almost total silence, (laughs) arriving late and traipsing down a muddy slope to get to the back entrance from the car. Luckily, Jen wasn't wearing a white gown, otherwise it would have been ruined. I helped Jen calm down and fixed her hair and makeup in the bathroom while acting as a bodyguard to the various people trying to barge in and check on her before we headed straight to the ceremony. Ring exchange speeches and after party. Most of it was a blur and by the time dinner was served I was so anxious and exhausted I felt too sick to even enjoy the food or free servings 
of alcohol, yet still ended up getting roped into helping the photographer hold lights for photos. Oh, my gosh. Bob and Jen wanted of them in various poses around the venue. I forced my way through looking happy in photos and socializing with people in the after party until the minibus arrived to drive us back for a second night in the bunkhouse. (laughs) The next morning, I was barely acknowledged by the bride and groom before they left to go on honeymoon, paid for by further donations requested from the guests, and I made the four-hour train journey back home traumatized. (laughs) 3,000 to 4,000 pounds poor for the experience, and needless to say, I still get panic attacks thinking about the whole event. The only thing I got out of it was a souvenir t-shirt that I'd made the design for free of charge for them and a lot of fuel a lot of fuel for therapy <laughs> while we're still Facebook friends. I now maintain my distance from Bob and Jen. I bet. Holy hell. That's a fucking lot. A lot, a lot. Well. So, um, this one's not so much. After the ceremony, before the reception, the bridal party and the DJ stopped off at a bar. That's such a bad idea. (laughs) The DJ was messing around and picked up the bride and was spinning her around and dropped her. Bad idea. She shattered her patella and they Mm -hmm. canceled the reception. Even worse, they canceled the honeymoon and the newlyweds spent the first two weeks of their marriage in her parents' house because she couldn't walk. Yeah. Don't spin around. Don't shatter your patella. Yeah. If you shatter your patella, you can't go on a honeymoon. Yeah, no. That usually does it. Oh, okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. Uh, my uncle's fifth or sixth wedding, I honestly I honestly don't remember which because he's been married and divorced so many times. He's, he's even about to remarry a past wife for the second time soon. <laughs> so he's remarrying her for the second time. That means third, but I'm wondering if he means second. Yeah. He fully expected... So, anyway, this was his fifth or sixth wedding, and he fully expected wedding gifts of cash only. Oh, my God. During the reception, he gathered all the envelopes and set himself up at a middle table with a notebook and calculator and counted all the money he got. Uh. During the reception. (laughs) Instead of enjoying his reception, he was a greedy fecker. (laughs) Fecker. Seeing how much money people gave him, I was barely 20 and I had scrounged up 20 bucks to give him. But when I saw him counting everything up with his damn reading glasses and calculator, I just kept it. <laughs> Good for you. I would have kept it too. That's hilarious. Can't believe you would sit in the middle of your reception. I mean, maybe that's the reason why he gets married and divorced so he can get money. Yeah, that's true. So I had a bride rent out our facility for a quote unquote classy wedding. She was a bitch with a capital B. She refused to make eye contact with any staff member, got people's attention by snapping her fingers at them, and made a complete and total fool of herself when she and the groom showed up plastered to the reception. A rumor had started to spread that she was pregnant, which is why they were getting married. She furiously denied it in a speech to everyone gathered at the wedding. The baby was born five months later. A healthy 10 pounds. Nice. (laughs) A bouncing baby. (laughs) She was four months pregnant. Trash at her wedding. That's trashed in so many different ways. Okay, this Um, one's um, pretty long, but not as long as the other one. And all my other ones are normal size. About three years ago, my buddy was getting married to a woman who was kind of in the hipster crowd around town. This was his... Let me preface this by saying any 
art people. Yeah. These are not my words. These are somebody else's words that are talking oh. about the art projects. Okay. Okay. So, um, my buddy was getting married to a woman who was kind of in the hipster crowd around town. This was his second marriage, so he let her totally take the reins. We expected it to be kind of out there, but good Lord, nothing could have prepared us. <laughs> to start with, the venue was at an um, art co-op, maybe, in the middle of the most rundown section of downtown. There was no parking anywhere, as this place never gets any actual business, so we had to park a few blocks away across a train track. That'll come into play later. Anyway, we assumed we assume it's a small wedding because the place is tiny. We walk in and it's packed. People standing everywhere, killing time in the aisle of this place, which is full of the strangest art you could want to find. Think, think, Barbie dolls glued in a shoebox in a provocative statement-making kind of way, and furniture made of mannequin parts. That kind of art. So we weave and cram our way through the aisle of the supposedly artistic hellscape to the room where the ceremony was. We are immediately told that seats are mainly for elderly family members, and we see why. With maybe 75 to 100 people in attendance, there are maybe 20 chairs total. So we find some wall to lean against, and we wait for the ceremony. Soon the cringe fest begins. Again, I knew the bride was going to be on a mission to make things, quote, different. So instead of a traditional entrance with maybe a piano or something like that, she had what looked like an 80-year-old guy on acoustic guitar, which would have been fine had he been playing something wedding-like. But no, dude was just riffing. At one point, he started playing the French national anthem, <laughs> before seemingly stroking out, hitting a terrible chord and stopping mid-procession so the bride finishes her walk in dead silence. He must have broken a string and it like yeah. threw him off or something. Still don't know what happened to that poor old man. Anyway, as if we're all not cringing enough, the efficient gets up, starts with, we're all gathered here today to celebrate a little thing called life, of course. The rest of the speech was random movie quotes <laughs> pasted together into a crude speech. You could tell the efficient thought it was comedy gold as she would snicker every other line. <laughs> Not a damn one of them landed. The ceremony finishes and we were told that the reception will be in the same room. So it's time for us to clear the room and come back when they've set up. Oh, God. Bear in mind, there are only two rooms. The space the ceremony was in and the art hellscape. <laughs> so now 75 to 100 people are crammed into the aisle of this tiny artist co-op for 30 minutes. At a certain point, I get claustrophobia and start moving people to get out the door, which takes a full five minutes because it's so jam-packed with people and nowhere to go. Well... Finally, time for the reception. This is where it gets weirder and crappier. <laughs> Remember those 20 chairs for the family? Yeah, those are the only chairs in the place. Wow. They've just now been arranged into tables, so no one but a few family members have a place to sit. And then there's the dinner. In her fashion, she decided on a roast pig from a local Mexican restaurant. Sounded awesome, honestly, except remember, we're in a tiny two-room building. Oh, no. There's no kitchen. <laughs> So when it's time to eat this little Mexican, <laughs> when it's time to eat, this little Mexican dude begins <laughs> straight 
shredding this pig carcass and onto plates in the middle of the tiny reception room. Nothing says celebration of romantic love quite <laughs> like a dude shredding a pig carcass head still on in the middle of the dance floor. <laughs> So we get in line, get our handful of pig on our plates, and again, find some wall to lean against while we ate. The bride keeps inviting people to dance, but doing so would mean navigating around (laughs) the pig line, the chairs, and the tables, and the bar line. About the bar. (laughs) This bride worked at a local brewery, so it was open bar as long as you get something out of the mini kegs she provided. Otherwise, it was cash. Oh, God. Well, that would be fine, I guess. but watch this. <laughs> About an hour or so in, both kegs were tapped. Right. As soon as someone said the kegs were tapped, there was a mass exodus for the door. <laughs> Everyone was done and had at this point been standing for a go- few good hours straight. Wow. A good few hours straight. Pretty sure even the best man pieced out early with us. So we get the hell out of there and start walking back to the car to find it's been blocked by a train that is apparently parked there for the night. Oh, no. So me and my suit and my wife in her dress then have to scale a train, walk across it, and back down to get to our car, (laughs) which to this day I'm still shocked wasn't broken into. (laughs) We decided to go to our favorite bar, which wasn't too far away, and the bartender, who we knew well, asked what we were doing so dressed up. We say we just came from a wedding. He looks at his watch, realizes it's only 8 o'clock, and says, what the fuck are y'all doing leaving so early? And he said, let me tell you a story. Wow. That was a lot, too. That's bullshit, though. Yeah. Um, so the worst, this person says, which I don't know, was when a bride was so upset that she couldn't fit all of her bridesmaids onto one channel back from the reception. They took two vans on a 10-minute trip back to the hotel, and they only had only seat 12 each. That she tried to physically assault the driver. Oh, my gosh. He left her on the side of the road when she tried <laughs> to bite him. The kicker, when the groom and her parents heard what happened, they came to get her. They found her trudging back down the highway and realized she was acting crazy, so they left her there, too. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, that's got to tell you something. I love that. You know what? We're not even going to take you home. Bye. (laughs) I had never met the bride or groom. He was my significant other's co-worker. The bride was 18 and the groom was 29, her math teacher. What? The bride was 18, and the groom was 29, her math teacher. I mean, the age difference is only 11 years, no big deal, but she should be not married at 18. Yeah. Also, I was a little bit different when they were a math teacher. Oh, yeah, if they're your teacher, that's a, yeah. Yeah. The ceremony was scheduled to start at sundown, but the bride was late getting ready and taking photos, and it started when it was already dark. It was in the middle of winter on a grassy open space, and it had rained the whole week before. Everybody was freezing and muddy. The women wearing heels were holding on to men to be able to walk, and the bride's something blue were her poor bridesmaids. Because they were cold. The whole ceremony was a big ball of cringe. With loads of sexist remarks and the groom implying in his vows that he had taken the bride's virginity. Oh my god. Then 
They had McDonald's for dinner because that's where they went on their first date. Of course, because the bride wasn't old enough to go any fucking where else. I added in the fucking. (laughs) That was not that person. (laughs) She spent the whole night dancing in a circle with her teen friends like it was her sweet 16 or something while he drank with his 30 plus buddies. That's weird. I think we've said this before, but I, I have to again. Okay. We had one groom who was an hour late. His bride laid down on the floor, pulled the back of her dress over her head, and started singing nursery rhymes to herself <laughs> until he could be located. <laughs> yeah, that one's classic. It is just it. Yes, you can't. Okay. A 40-year-old groom married the daughter of a high school friend who was 21, so that's 19 years, below our list of things that happened. Okay. Bride did not know how to spell the groom's last name, her new name, to sign the marriage license. They had been living together for a year at this shit. Oh, wow. They had been living together for a year at this point. While setting up for the wedding, backyard tents and stuff, in a windstorm, the bride announced that this was too much work and she was going to go jump on a trampoline with the flower girl, who was closer to her age than the groom was. (laughs) Wow. So same kind of thing from your last son. Bride invited the guy we would later find out she was cheating on the groom with. Oh, no. They sent out invites to the wedding and then announced they didn't have money for food. The groom's family ended up providing all the food and drinks were bring your own beer. (laughs) The brother of the groom missed the wedding to cook said food. <laughs> the efficient's message was the whole thing about mixing purple and green sand to make the color purple. Oh my god. I've we said this one before. Because it was in the episode called Purple is Not a Color. Oh, uh, but I don't remember the, everything. The rest of it, yeah. yeah. The person running music's phone, the person who was running the music their phone went off in the middle of the couple's exit from the wedding (laughs) i could keep going the whole thing was a shit show fun fact they're still married three years later only because neither of them can afford or will files for divorce they've been separated since about three months after the wedding i I still had a lot i still had leftover chicken from the wedding in my freezer when they separated (laughs) that's sad so I had a bride that was trouble from the day she signed her contract. She complained about everything and was always looking for a way to get a cheaper price for me. The day before the wedding, she was in a panic and would not tell the on-call manager what was wrong. The florist, the DJ, and the banquet manager couldn't calm her down either. I was at a family event that day, and when I saw all the calls late that night, I went to bed thinking the worst. Did the groom run away? Was her dress ruined? What was so awful that she would be this upset? I called her first thing this morning, and she was so relieved, and I asked her what was wrong. I could hear her down in the background yelling, is that her? Then she asked me, <laughs> what foot do I walk with first down the aisle? <gasps> I dropped the phone. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Get the fuck out. What foot do I walk with first? <laughs> That's bullshit because do you know how much anxiety that woman had or that planner had? Yes. That night, trying to sleep. That's so stupid. Okay, sister of a high school friend. They were pretty dang religious when we were in school. I guess I knew the ceremony would be very religious, but I wasn't expecting it to feel awkward and, quite frankly, unwelcoming. (laughs) 
At the start of the reception, the father of the bride stood up to tell everyone that dancing is a sin, so therefore there would be no dancing. He also said no alcohol for, I think, similar reasons. It's not... Oh, uh, the father of the bride later chided the groom in front of everyone for not asking him permission to marry his oh. daughter. They seemed pretty into modesty, so I was very I was surprised that they still did the garter toss, although they did this by bringing the couple and single men into a separate room, closing the doors. It, they had privacy for it, but it came off as this weird, fun, but shameful thing. Oh, I'm still confused as to why dancing is sinful because sexual connotation, but a dude going up his bride's <laughs> skirt to throw lingerie to a crowd is access- acceptable. Oh, that's so weird. The ceremony was lovely, but the reception was pretty awful to attend. Maybe it would have been better if I had been a relative or a member of their congregation. I left as soon as I could. Bride and groom were happy, and that's really all that matters. Yeah. But wow. Yeah. Wow. People are so weird. How many more do you have left? Two. Okay, I have one. The groom was leaning up against the table with his back to it, and his vest came too close to a candle and caught fire. <laughs> his whole ha- whole back was up in flames. Same wedding, the grandmother failed mid-reception, and the medics had to come and take her away in an ambulance. I just don't... I feel like at that point... I don't know. It does its own guy. Like, those th- I would be very scared, like, waiting for the other two to drop the whole wedding. I mean, the whole rest of my marriage, if that happened at my wedding. Yeah. Don't you think? Honestly, I wasn't listening. Oh, you know what? Go tell your story. (laughs) I'm sorry. Something about a grandma and maybe a shoe. I don't remember. Was there a shoe involved? No, a vest. Oh, a vest that caught fire. I was paying attention at the beginning. Go ahead. You tell your story. (laughs) The minister told the bride that she would have to love her husband even if he spits in her face with anger. What? Seemed like a weird thing to mention during a wedding ceremony. Yeah. There were about 150 people there, and they served wood-fired pizzas for the reception meal. It sounded and smelled delicious until everyone realized that the oven could only produce two 12-inch pizzas oh, at a time. No. They should get a 20-inch pizza. Yeah. With about 15 minutes in between each batch. Most people spent the reception waiting in an endless line for a sad slice and a room temperature salad. Their donut cake also didn't have enough donuts for everyone. The wedding coordinator described it as Pinterest dreams gone wrong. Oh, God. <laughs> well, I think it's her fault. She should have said that. I don't know. Um, so this is our last one. I work as part okay, of... Okay, wait, 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 wait. Before you finish up, can we just talk about the minister saying that we have to honor our husband even, even if he spits in my face in anger? Yeah, I know that's Like okay. you spit in my face in anger, you're going to get smacked in your face in anger. Or I might kill you in your sleep. <clears throat> kill work... you in your sleep in your anger. <laughs> I work as part of the banquet staff at a wedding venue at and one... Shut at a wedding venue, and at one wedding in particular, we had a very high-maintenance and controlling bride who yelled about the littlest details. One of the guests showed up and I kid you not, a Pac-Man-themed outfit. <laughs> she started hysterically crying as the reception started after she saw him for the first time and then started screaming and kicked him out of the reception. Quietest reception ever after that. Oh, my gosh. That's <laughs> How dare awkward. you? Oh, I moved the thing. So... Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Welcome to 2020. 
Say goodbye to 2021 and... So namaste, right? Yes, Um, breathe in. My light. Breathe out. Honors the light. My light. The light in me honors the light in you. That's what it is. Yes. So be mindful and healthy and happy. And eat some spinach and black-eyed peas. Oh, God. And we'll see you next Tuesday in Brussels. Probably. You hear the way she's talking. We'll see you. We'll see you next Tuesday. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining (laughs) Destination Therapist Pod. Oh, God. Bye. Have a wonderful day. Bye. Bye.